season to get going i'm ready for spring training but you know what's awesome we're about two months away from spring training and that gets me really jazzed up it gets me really excited and i hope you guys are really jazzed up too uh justin alamo it's their first day on periscope hello justin how are you uh my my pad people my birds on the black people uh what are we doing tonight what are we talking about uh please join you don't need to ask to join just join uh uh why is the mic not flesh colored that's a great question you know what's going to happen uh, yeah, it's going to end up getting weird with this microphone. There's no doubt about it. Uh, will the Cardinals do anything? Uh, I don't know. You know, we've got a couple moves from the Cardinals. Uh, they went ahead and signed that uh, that Kim, uh, whose name I'm going to butcher, uh, who looks like a very interesting lefty who might pitch out of the uh, rotation, but also might pitch out of the pen. Uh, and that's really about it. They've done some things, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, no better way to spend my Sunday night than Pat. I agree. I feel the same way. I love doing this. Uh, uh, this little thing we do. Kind of like Sarah. <laughs> Says, uh, Kyle, take your shirt off, please. No, no. One thing at a time. We don't get ahead of ourselves. We don't rush the shirt coming off. The shirt just comes off naturally. I'm about the pure organic experience of shirt taking off. Uh, hey, Kyle, from Friggin' Cards. What's up, Friggin' Cards? Um, Matt Stromer says, whoa, microphone. Yeah, so the thing is, we've always had the microphone uh, as part of Prospects After Dark. It just hasn't been in the the, uh, the camera's view. But I was told that the audio version of the podcast has been really crap lately. So I decided to just take it off, put it as close to my mouth as possible. And you better believe that it's going to just get closer and closer to my mouth as this night goes on. Victoria Dryden says, hello, I'll be back in a half hour after the store is closed. Victoria, enjoy your last half hour, half an hour of work if you can. Come on back. We'll still be here, I promise. Austin Stone says, Cardinals are going to do two girls at time at one time for a few times. <laughs> I don't understand what that means, Austin, but I think you're on to something. GM Gersh says, don't worry, McCarver will say the name worse. Yeah, I can't imagine the kind of butchering that uh, uh, Mr. Uh, I think it's I think it's Quan Hyun Kim is going to get from between Shannon and McCarver and Thompson uh, and all of them. Like, it's not going to be an easy name to pronounce. Uh, Justin, hi, can have a follow. I don't even know what that means. If I could figure it out, I would. Kind of like Sarah says, uh, can it naturally happen soon? Yeah, I'm sure it will. Uh, uh, Troy says, Zach wants to know where Ron Doan will start the season. Uh, put that mic in and around your mouth from kind of like Sarah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Troy, here's to my good friend, Troy, uh, here's my thought about Angel Rondon, uh, who I view as the best starting pitching prospect in the Cardinals organization, probably outside of Zach Thompson and maybe some of the 2019 first round or uh, draft picks. I would suspect that the Cardinals get aggressive with him and start him in Memphis, but I think it depends on how this offseason continues to unfold with players either being traded or uh, being moved. And, and what happens at the major league level with, with health? You know, I started putting together my depth chart, and I wrote it in red, and I can't see a goddamn thing from where I'm at. But the Cardinals do are, just like last year, they're top-heavy with pitching. 
So there's always a chance that Angel Rondon could start the year in Springfield and then find his way to Memphis. Uh, but I hope the Cardinals get aggressive with him. I think he's ready for the Memphis test. Uh, let's see. BJ Dittman says, are we to stand back and watch your burn time on the offseason yet? I think we would be if we were entering the 2019 season instead of the 2020 season. I think that's the big difference. Like, you know, they did make the playoffs. They do have some outfielders that need time. Uh, and they've done a little bit to enrich their pitching depth. I'm not personally at the stand back and watch it burn. I I've said before that I'm one of these people, and I'm probably wrong about it, that believe the Cardinals have the pieces in place to be as productive offensively, if not more productive offensively, this coming year as they were in 2019. I just think, and this is not to bash on Mr. Schultz at all, I think Mr. Schultz, this is where he'll make his money, is it's up to him to put them in a position to optimize their offensive lineup. And I think that they have the pieces. I just think it's going to take some tinkering and a lot of buy-in from the players, the pieces, to make it happen. Um, again, the Reds have gotten better. We'll see where that goes. Uh, the Brewers are kind of stagnant. We'll see where that goes. And other than that, like I don't, I don't think that the NL Central has gotten so much better that you need to panic. I do want the Cardinals to get better. I don't foresee them taking on much in the way of salary. Uh, but it's something we're just going to have to wait and see. GM Gersh says... I'm sure McCarver knows KK's grandfather and has a story about him from 1963. Yeah, uh, there's an old... Uh, oh, never mind. I was going to say there's a Vietnam War joke in there, but that doesn't even make logistical sense, and it's awfully racist. Uh, Goodfather 3 fan, Godfather 3 fan says, Ozuna, I'll be so sad if he joins some NL Central team and hits 45 home runs, which, you know, could very well happen, especially with the baseball being the way it is. But this also gives us a chance to put Ozuna's, and again, he missed an entire month of the season, it gives us a chance to put his 2019 into perspective. Remember, he hit 29 home runs, and again, he did it with one less month of the season. So, But 29 home runs, there were like 50 guys who hit at least 29 home runs last year. Uh, 29 home runs is not what it used to be. The 89 RBIs is something worth getting excited about. I agree. But I believe that if handled right, whoever hits in that spot could do it. That's just me. Uh, but you're right. Like it's gonna suck if he goes to like he's not gonna go to the Cubs because the Cubs aren't gonna add payroll. But say he goes to the Reds and hammers the Cardinals. That's gonna suck. Uh, but he's not gonna go to the Pirates. He's not gonna go to the Reds. The Brewers probably not there either. I wouldn't think. So uh, other than the Reds, I don't think we have anything to worry about. And also it's Marcelo Zuna. Let's not freak out and pretend like he's Jean, a healthy Giancarlo Stanton or a healthy Christian Yelich. Uh, CDY Fire says or Fry says, what's your view on the Kim signing? I love it. I look. I have no problem with the Cardinals spending $10 million over two years for a player that might enrich their pitching depth. You can never have enough pitching, and pitching wins championships. You know, playing the game as fundamentally sound as possible and having good pitching is the difference between winning championships and losing baseball games. Those are facts. Uh, it's also my personal belief, but I believe that to be facts. So what are my thoughts on it? It couldn't hurt. Sign all of the pitchers. Bring all the pitchers to camp with minor league deals. Anybody who can throw a baseball, a baseball, bring him in. Uh, it's not like they paid a lot for him. And to be honest with you, I think he's worth every penny that they've spent on him. I think it's a little uh, propaganda-laden when they tell you that they've been scouting him for 10 years uh, and that he's a great signing. Uh, it's a great signing because he doesn't cost any money. But if you, were signing, if you were scouting him for 10 years, why not sign him sooner? When he was posted a couple years back, why not go all in? If he was that good of a player... And, you know, now that he's a little older, he definitely didn't have the stuff that he used to have. You know, I know that there's some talk about him being out of shape. Uh, he's he's in shape. He's fine. Uh, it's a good signing. It doesn't hurt anything. What's going to be interesting to see is how they handle it. Because say that, you know, you have your starting rotation of Flaherty, Michaelis, Wayno, 
uh, Hudson and Carlos Martinez, then your bullpen, if you're going to continue to pay for Cecil and Cecil's going to be healthy, that means you have Kim, Cecil, and Miller as your, your left-handed options out of the bullpen, three left-handed options out of the bullpen. It's going to be interesting to see how the roster all shakes down uh, and who stays healthy and how they stay healthy. Uh, Ashley says, is the font in the chat different tonight or has it just been too long? It might be too long, Ashley, uh, but I think that they updated the app and I think that that's what we're seeing out of the font. Uh, Gancho Flynn says, do the Cardinals think six outfielders can play at once? You know, uh, that's the new age of baseball. That's the new shift. Eventually, you're going to have 10 outfielders out there, and you're only allowed nine guys on the field. It's going to be really inventive, really creative, and then we're all going to be sitting here and thinking that one episode of Prospects After Dark where that asshole had the microphone in his mouth for the entire time. Uh, we were on it. I made this microphone disgusting. Uh, but, yeah, look, they do have – even trading uh, Jag, Adolis Garcia – they still have too many outfielders on the roster, and there's a good chance that they're going to use two infielders in the outfield anyways. So I get your point. Uh, kind of Black Sarah says, so hopefully you are. I am still shirt-filled. Shirt-filled? I am still shirted. Uh, Matt Stromer, our good friend Matt Stromer says, is it Carlos versus KK versus Hudson for spots four and five in the rotation? I am uh, uh, the Fishman19. Hey, Fish, what's up, brother? Uh, uh, the question about Carlos versus KK versus Hudson I am subscribing to what Mr. Gould says. I don't think there's any way, unless he is unhealthy, that Dakota Hudson isn't a member of the rotation. The Cardinals buy into him. Uh, I personally have always said that I view him as a dynamic bullpen piece, but the Cardinals buy into him as a starter. And when you look at his ERA, if ERA is your thing, uh, you should buy into him as a starter. I do think it comes down to Carlos and KK as, as maybe the fifth uh, rotation spots, but I also think is going to be in there, potentially Helsley, and potentially Ponce de Leon, and potentially Genesis Cabrera. Uh, potentially Angel Rondon, I doubt it, but they're going to go into spring with the chance to compete. All of these pieces are, no doubt about it. Fish is the best. Uh, real fast, I'm going to raise my glass to Fish. Uh, uh, Ryan Fisher, uh, our good friend, lost a grandparent this past week. I lo love you, Fish. You're amazing. Also, I'm going to dedicate this episode of Prospects After Dark to our good friend, Graham. Now, Graham is going through a hard time. We all, like not all of us, but myself included, we all know what it's like to deal with emotional issues. Uh, with with brain chemicals not responding the way that we need them to so that we can operate in like a functional capacity. That's what Graham is dealing with. So if you have a second, uh, send your love to Graham on Twitter. Uh, uh, he is one of my favorite people. He's a great kid, just turned 18. And uh, so I, I raise my glass to both Fish and Fish's family. And I raise my glass to Graham. Uh, please reach out to him. He's a good kid and he just needs a little, uh, uh, a little help always. And we all need a little help always. And good people deserve to be treated in a good manner. Uh, so to Graham, to Fish, to all the pad people, uh, but specifically Graham and Fish, I raise my glass. Oh, God. Sorry, kind of black, uh, uh, Sarah. I didn't mean to be almost racist. Uh, Tara's in here. Hey, Tara. Rock Chalk Jason says, who do you think the best three outfielders to start the season? Who do I think the best three outfielders are? Now, keep in mind... I'm that maniac who watches three minor league games a night whenever the opportunity presents itself. I believe that the three best outfielders are Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill, and Lane Thomas. Now, I'm a Randy Rosarena honk, as you guys know. I'm not trying to diminish what Harrison Bader is capable of, and I'm not trying to beat up on Dexter Fowler. That's not – to say that those three are the best, in my opinion, it's not to, like, diminish the skills of those other players. I just personally believe that the Cardinals would be in the best shape possible to run those guys out. Uh, uh, as often as possible. I'll maintain until the day I die that Harrison Bader is the prototypical fourth outfielder. You know, realistically, you're not going to get Carlo, uh, Dylan Carlson on opening day. Like, 
that's not going to happen more than likely unless things go exactly right for him and exactly wrong for other people. So how would you optimize the offense and optimize your lineup? Well, you would use J-Mart out in left field as often as possible. And then in the seventh inning, you'd, you'd get Harrison Bader pinch running for J-Mart and Harrison Bader playing center and then adjusting the outfield accordingly and appropriately. Maybe Fowler starts in center. I, I'm not sure how it all works. But Harrison Bader's value to this team, unless he takes huge steps forward this offseason, which could very well happen, is as a fourth outfielder. And that's not to diminish his skills. That's to try to explain to everyone that a fourth outfielder is a very, very, very valuable commodity in baseball. And it, like to have a fourth outfielder like Harrison Bader, that, that's money in the bank. That's how you win championships with players like that. Uh, so for me, again, the top three outfielders, the way that I would like to see it aligned, uh, unless some of these guys have taken huge steps back this offseason, is I would put uh, Dylan Carlson in left, although he's a better right fielder than Tyler O'Neill, but I would put Tyler O'Neill in right, flanking Lane Thomas. Uh, let's see. Hope hopping in my car with Pat over the speakers. Am I liable for a DUI? Yeah, look, if I breathe into this microphone more, you'll definitely get a contact drunk. Uh, real fast, uh, the, other, the other people I want to say a couple things to you really quick that I haven't had a chance to. Uh, when we celebrated the two-year anniversary, the second birthday of Prospects After Dark, just a couple weeks back, it would have been about two weeks back now, uh, my lovely girlfriend, uh, uh, Ashley, got a bunch of people together, and, and they gave me a little gift card to the coffee shop that I spend more time at than I spend anywhere other than work. Uh, so real fast, I just want to give Lauren Bundy, Ryan Fish, uh, Ryan Fisher, rather, Kendra Nicole Lackey, Cardinals Gifts, Adam Van Grack, uh, Kelly O'Mara, uh, uh, Tara Wellman, Alex Chris Foley, Kiefer Dean Roach, uh, Victoria Dryden, Stu Styles, and uh, Enchil. A little cap tip, a little thank you for uh, contributing to that little gift card. Uh, it made my day. It makes me feel completely awkward and terrible uh, that you guys would all pitch in, but thank you so much for that. And then another shout-out goes to Christian Rabbit. Christian, thank you so much for uh, uh, giving Ashley the funds to buy that delicious bottle of, of scotch uh, that I've already drank. Uh, but to all of the pad people in particular that, that I just mentioned, and specifically to my my wonderful my wonderful girlfriend Ashley, uh, who I'm grateful is a part of my life. We just celebrated our one year anniversary of our first date a couple nights ago. Uh, I, I raise my glass. It's already been a year. It's been incredible. And thank you uh, to you, and thank you to everybody over the last two years for being amazing pad people. So yes, you're going to be drunk by the end of this for sure. Uh, what did you get for Christmas from uh, Angry Fisherman? I didn't get very much for Christmas. Uh, my family doesn't really celebrate qu Christmas. When I was like 18, uh, I have this way of being super analytical and ruining things for people. And when I was like 15, I started realizing how dumb the idea of giving each other presents was. Uh, and then by the time I was 18, I had forced my family to kind of stop giving presents. Uh, so we don't really give each other presents anymore. We just kind of get together and eat, which is really what the holidays are meant for. Uh, and so really no presents, and it's lovely and wonderful that way. Cardinals 11 and 11 says, I'd love to only watch Ozuna play defense 19 times next year. I'd love to watch Ozuna play defense 300 times a year. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Randall Rhodes, hey, what's up, Randall? Good, uh, good evening, brother. Cheers. To you, Randall Rhodes. Cheers, buddy. Kind of black. Sarah says, he sounds hot. Uh, I knew it was different. I, I missed the squinting from Kind of Black Sarah. We get that a lot. The two complaints we get about Pat now are, hey, your shirt's on, and hey, you don't squint enough. And that goes to show you how fucked you all are. Uh, let's see. We are still the NL Central champs. Our only threat is the Reds. Look, I think that a healthy Chris Bryant changes the offensive dynamic of the Cubs. I think getting Addison Russell out of that clubhouse probably helps the Cubs. Uh, they need to get better pitching, in my opinion. They could use a fifth starter. Uh, but I, I still don't count the Cubs out. 
They still have a very talented roster and anything could happen. They're definitely not going to add much in the way of payroll, which makes you feel better as a Cardinal fan. And also, never count out the Brewers. I I don't buy that the Brewers are a worse team. Like, I don't buy that they're a better team. I don't buy that they're a worse team. But I like Craig Council as a manager, and I think that they're an okay team. I definitely think that the Cardinals still have the upper hand in the NL Central, and that makes me feel better. And I don't think that they've lost much. Uh, again, Ozuna, losing Ozuna is a big deal. I get that. But they have the pieces, if handled properly, to make up those losses. But they've added pitching, and you can never have enough pitching, and I'm on board for it. Uh, let's see. Don't sign any outfielders. I'm with Randall Rhodes there. Don't sign any outfielders. Hey, Tara. Uh, Tara says, Austin Gomber, where does he fit in 2020? That's something we're going to have to find out. You know, uh, I think a lot of this, and this is going to sound like weird as hell, but I think a lot of this boils down to what Brett Cecil looks like in spring training. You know, uh, I think the Cardinals are prepared now if they get a healthy Brett Cecil to go into the season with Kim, Cecil, and Andrew Miller pitching out of the bullpen. I think ideally they want Carlos Martinez in the rotation. So that would also tell me, uh, and this is maybe wishful thinking more than anything, uh, it would also tell me that they'd be willing to maybe bring Gomber along. But what I know is he's on the 40-man. I know that he'd be a nice little trade piece. But I think that they're really hoping that he's healthy entering 2020, building his innings back up, and they can go to him similarly to how they went to him in 2018, maybe at the beginning of the season as opposed to the end of the season. Uh, But I know this. I'm not giving up on Austin Gomber at all. I know that that dude is a competitor, uh, uh, and I'm happy to see what happens next with him. Uh, Tara, that's actually a question. Uh, Now, real fast, chirps on Birds on the Black. Uh, uh, is an amazing, amazing podcast. Tara Wellman and Alex Chris fully do it. And Tara, I'd love, you were asking for questions. Hit them up on Twitter, uh, at Tara Wellman, at AlexCards1978 or something. I don't know what Alex Chris fully is. He's Alex. He's better than all of us. Uh, but I would love to hear your opinions on that very, very topic too. I think that, you know, the Cardinals have like a weird thing where, you know, John Gann has a kind of a defined role, but I think Gomber and Ponce de Leon in particular are two guys that, for two years now, have kind of struggled to find a role. And one's right-handed and one's left-handed. And now the Cardinals have some left-handed options in the, at the major league level. Uh, I don't know what it means, but I, I'm anxious to see what those roles develop into. You know, there's a lot of talk about Alex Reyes, too. And you guys know where I am on Alex Reyes. We pretend like he doesn't exist. But there's a lot to work with there, for sure. Uh, that's right. Love to Graham on behalf of Kyle. That's right. Uh, B. Dittman, B.J. Dittman said, did Wayno have much IL time last year? Seems like he played a lot which means he'll be hurt in 2020. No, I don't think Wayno was on the IL at all last year, right? He had 30 appearances or 29 starts or something like that. He had a healthy year. He seemed healthy at the beginning of the year. I, I would suspect that if – here's my thought about Adam Wainwright and the, the, the IL. I think if Adam Wainwright's on the IL, it's because he's ineffective. He was effective pretty well all last year, except for when he was on the road sometimes. Uh, so if he's on the IL, that means he's ineffective. And as we were just talking about Austin Gomber and Daniel Ponce de Leon a second ago – the Cardinals at least have some options to back that up. Uh, I hope he's not hurt in 2020. I hope he has as good of a 2020 as he had a 2019. Uh, and the Cardinals end up facing the same dilemma at the end of 2019, or 2020 that they did out of 2019, where they have to decide if they're going to sign him and if he decides to come back. Nothing but love and respect for Adam Wainwright. Uh, who should start in AAA outfield? Uh, Coach M. Poe. Now, who would I start in the AAA outfield? Uh, so, again you need to work backwards. And if we're being realistic about this, I will be as realistic about this as possible. You're talking about J-Mart, uh, Dexter Fowler, Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill, and uh, 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 um, I'm forgetting someone. Anyways, uh, the AAA outfield more than likely is going to be Randy Rosarena. 
It's going to be Dylan Carlson. Uh, it's probably going to be Lane Thomas would be my guess with Justin Williams backing up. Uh, they can do a DH thing if they're playing against teams in the American League, uh, affiliated with the American League. I think that that's the most likely scenario. I think, uh, I, barring any type of major injury, oh, and Harrison Bader, of course, is the other outfielder. Uh, I think that's the most likely thing to happen. Uh, let's see. Rock Chalk Jason says, play one, trade one, release one. Cecil, Carpenter, and Fowler. Well, so uh, this is kind of a loaded question for me. I would, I would release Brett Cecil. Now, the trade one and play one, I believe that you can play Carpenter and Fowler you just have to choose the right matchups. Now, Fowler's interesting because in his career, he's been better right-handed. But over the last year and a half, he's been better left-handed. So is that kind of a trend thing? Like, how do you react to that? I don't know. It's something we're going to have to wait and see. But I think that, like, if I had to trade one, I'd trade Fowler if he'd be willing for it. And I'd keep Carpenter, and I'd use him against tough righties. And uh, very, very seldomly against lefties and get the most out of him. Our good friend GM Gersh says the 26th man is going to be interesting. Yeah. Now, remember, with the 26th man, the Cardinals and every team in baseball can still only take 13 pitchers. So it really doesn't change the dynamic of the Cardinals pitching staff because, you know, for the most part, over the last two, three years, maybe three years, over the last two or three years, they've, they've consistently used 13 pitchers, much to John Mazalek's dismay. Uh, how they add that extra bench bat is going to be really interesting. Uh, to me, uh, I've said it before, I bring back Matt Wieters. I use Andrew Kisner as a, a bench bat, uh, readers backing up. I, I think I would do something like that. But I think more than likely it just makes it easier for the Cardinals to keep Gyro Munoz or J-Mart. I, I, I don't think it's really going to change any dynamic, really. Kind of like Sarah says, let's make Kyle manager for life. Oh, that'd be terrible. Just as messy as the birthday. Kendra says, where exactly does Alex Reyes fit into the roster going into 2020? Now, Kendra, uh, again, thank you so much for chipping in. But, uh... Kendra, my thought is we forget that Alex Reyes exists. I think that that's the smartest, best move to make. You know, I know that uh, uh, some people were – our good friend Matt Thompson at Prospects Live uh, asked Mark Saxon at The Athletic uh, what the prognosis is. He's going through a normal offseason with the, the, the hope of pitching in 2020 starting in spring training. That's great. But until I see him pitching in spring training – he is a non-starter conversation-wise for me. I don't know how in a million years, after all we've been through and all we've seen for him, that we could even begin to pencil him in in one way or the other. Uh, it does seem like the comments from John Mozalak tell us that he's more than likely going to be a bullpen piece uh, uh, moving forward. But, you know, he really struggled last year when he was healthy out of the bullpen. So let's not be so quick to write him in. We know if he's healthy. We know when he's healthy, he's dynamic. And if he is that then go ahead and put him in the bullpen and make that bullpen even more devastating than it's capable of being. It, it, that'd be wonderful. But he is still Alex Reyes. He is still a Fabergé egg, uh, and we need to be as careful with him as possible. So to your question, where exactly does it fit in? Uh, he fits in nowhere until he's proving on a consistent basis that he can both pitch healthy and effectively. Uh, you forgot me from uh, A. Seidel. Well, I'm sorry about that. Uh, we love you. Thanks for... Uh, adding i don't know you did but i would thank you rock truck jason says i would love that outfield thanks hey it's my pleasure as always uh syd thugga says salute uh to you syd thugga salute yourself this is a picture of me shirtless and it's on a t-shirt and then this is our beautiful logo real fast uh the what we're drinking tonight is four roses small batch my guys at work, it was one of the many bottles of bourbon my guys at work gave to me. So I'm going to actually raise uh, and salute my guys at work. None of them even know how to operate a phone, I don't think. 
uh, but I raise my glass to them because I'm grateful for having the guys that I have. And over the last year to become uh, uh, the cohesive unit that we have amongst much turmoil and turnover, uh, it's been amazing. So to my guys at work. Uh, let's see. The blind homer says Kyle outkicked his coverage. Oh, yeah, great deal. It's true he ruins everything. Ashley would know better than most. Uh, although I did pretty good on Christmas, right, Ashley? Anyways, Drake Man says, hi, Kyle. Happy New Year. Hello, Drake Man. Welcome to Prospects After Dark. Uh, kind of Black Sarah says, I dig your Xmas approach. Yeah, you know, uh, so here's the thing. We live in a capitalistic, consumerist uh, uh, economy. And uh, as much as I like to support it, I like to support it on a daily basis, not necessarily a once-a-year thing. And really, I just want food. Uh, Josh says, is that a mic? Do you have a budget now? So we've had the mic the entire time. But I was told that the audio on the podcast has been really stupid lately. So the mic is in the picture. Here, we'll do this. How does this make you feel? Does it make you feel awkward? Do you like it? Oh, my God. The top of the mic is off now. Oh, my God. Uh, kind of Black Sarah says, I love being fucked. Thank you. The Cubs can die forever. You rock. <laughs> there we go. Who doesn't? Uh, Randall Rhodes says, team to watch the White Sox huge offseason. Yeah, so if you're in Chicago, you have to be excited about what if you're, you know, in that side of Chicago, you need to be excited about what the White Sox have done. They've got a great pipeline of prospects that might be coming up soon. Uh, I would imagine they're going to be aggressive with Luis, Lu, Luis Robert, uh, Luis Robert again to C70, uh, who I love, um, uh, with Nick Madrigal. Like, they have some pieces, and they're going to get competitive. So, to the White Sox. But remember, we only cheer and applaud them so much because they were one of the teams that tanked. Remember, they had some good pieces that they moved off, like they got rid of uh, with a chance to tank. You know, they, they traded Adam Eaton when they were coming off of a really bad year. That was a good piece that they could have built around. You know, they had pieces that they could have built around, and they traded them instead. So as much as I'm excited for them, and I'm glad that they had an offseason, and I like the White Sox a lot, I'm only going to give them a small little golf clap for the efforts that they're making. Uh, but, you know, to uh, Chuck Brownson, uh, real fast, I was thinking about this today. Chuck was worried when they gave Jose Abreu that big contract that they weren't going to sign or add anyone. And they went and just completely ruined your thoughts. March Hayden says, Ozuna Carpenter Martinez needs to be the 2020 outfielder. Talk about fun baseball. Yeah. Look, uh, all kidding aside, I saw some people tweeting about like their favorite moment of the past decade uh, for the Cardinals. And of course, David Freeze is in there in game six and game seven. And there's some amazing stuff and blah, blah, blah. But as a Cardinal fan, how is that moment from Marcelo Ozuna? Not your favorite moment where he tries to climb the wall and the ball drops 15 feet in front of the wall. That is the best moment of the last 10 years for the St. Louis Cardinals. And sure, it was it was a, 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 a National Lampoon moment, but it was the best. That's as iconic of a moment as Ozzy diving to his right and catching the ball barehanded to his left. Uh, as Jim Edmonds climbing a wall to save a, uh, you know, save a home run. Like, that's the best moment. I don't care what anybody says. Our good friend Jeff Niehaus. Hey, to Jeff. What's up, bud? Uh, super hearts going out to all those mofos. That's right. To you, Jeff. You're a good dude, man. Uh, Aaron LC says, do you think the longer Ozuna goes unsigned, the more likely it is to wind up back with the cards? I absolutely do. Uh, uh, Aaron LC nails it. And I think that the Cardinals played this perfectly. Uh, they were very standoffish. And I think that during the uh, the signing of the Quan Hoon Kim, uh, during that press conference, I think that we started to see them talk a little bit more openly and aggressively about bringing Marcelo Zuna back. And uh, that's the first time I remember them saying anything like that, even going as far back as Matt Holiday, I don't remember them being as forward about saying that, okay, now we're 
we're setting our sights on bringing Marcelo Zuna back. So yes, I do think it's that case. It was something we've been talking about for pro- on Prospects After Dark, on the uh, uh, bull ties and bullshit for two birds on a bat for months now. The Cardinals decided entering this offseason that they were going to handle this offseason like they should have handled the last two, where they let the market fall back to them, and then they get bargains in January, February, and March. And it looks like that's going to happen with Marcelo Zuna. Uh, Mark Hayden says, well, Brent, wait, Brent Cecil is still a thing? Yeah, look, as long as the Cardinals are paying players, they're going to let them be things as, as long as possible. Ashley says, this is going to sound weird as hell. should just be a disclaimer for this broadcast. I disagree, Ashley. I think that this is normal stuff. Ethan Kenemer says, Ethan Kenemer says, Flaherty, Michaelis, Hudson, Martinez, Wayno is how I see the rotation. What you think? Yeah, I think that, that if you're if you're putting money down, I think that's what the Cardinals would want. And I think that that's what we're going to see. Uh, how it all shakes down in what order, I'm not there for that. I don't know exactly what to say. Uh, ideally, I think that if you have Flaherty and Seamart, you're in for a treat. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think that I think Flaherty, Michaelis, Hudson, Martinez, and Wayno is where the Cardinals are putting their money on. Uh, with the thought that they have Kim now as backup, uh, along with the myriad of other internal pitching options that they have. Uh, I would love to follow a season with you sincerely. Yeah, please do. Look, we do this out once a week, kind of like Sarah. Uh, Lucas K2024 says, if Cecil is healthy, they could have four lefties in the pen, Cecil, KK, Miller, and Webb. Yeah, you know, that's a great point, uh, Lucas. Uh, I don't. I keep forgetting about, uh, about uh, Tyler Webb, who was better than any of us gave him credit for last year. All year, I wanted the Cardinals to just get rid of him and get rid of him and get rid of him, and he kept producing and producing and producing. You know, more than likely, he doesn't have the staying power or sustainability that we've seen out of past lefties, or really no lefties. I take that back. What lefties have have had sustainability? Uh, But more than likely, it's just like a one-season flash in the pan. But even if it's not, like, maybe you get more out of him. And yeah, look, I would not put it by the Cardinals to bring four lefties. We saw that once or twice with Mike Matheny, and I wouldn't doubt that if, you know, obviously... A uh, web is one of Schilt's guys, so I wouldn't doubt it at all. I don't know what the hell the Cardinals are doing with the left-handed side, and that says nothing for Austin Gomber, who I personally believe deserves a really, really uh, 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 full opportunity to make the club. A. Seidel says, Gorman have a chance. I, if I knew what you were talking about in regards to having a chance, he has a chance to be a major league regular. He has a chance to be a major league all-star. He doesn't have a chance to play in the 2020 Cardinals team. I would think not. Uh, does he have a chance to play in 2021? Yeah, he has a chance. Uh, does he have a chance to continue down his uh, his path of a, a top-notch major league prospect? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know what you mean by have a chance, so I need a little bit more clarity. Uh, Patrick B. says, talk about Star Wars. Uh, the, the, the Rise of Skywalker, I was iffy about it first. I've seen it since. I liked it better the second time. I can't get enough Star Wars. I think the last episode of The Mandalorian was great. Half of the episodes of the first season of The Mandalorian are great. The other half are just whatever. Uh, uh, Werner Herzog is amazing. Everybody's freaking out about Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian. I loved Werner Herzog's character. Uh, uh, but yeah, I love Star Wars. And even if you didn't like The Rise of Skywalker, and even if you weren't a fan of The Last Jedi, look, we had Star Wars, and we're going to get more Star Wars, and I love that universe. Fowler and right field, would it make more sense to move? Uh, yeah, so here's the thing is they're not going to trade Dexter Fowler because, A, he's got a no trade. He's probably not going to waive it. And more than likely, he doesn't have any trade value. Drake Mann says, are you a Justin Williams supporter? I love his new swing. Now, his new swing is still as nasty. It's not very pretty. Like, it's better than what we've seen out of his, uh, uh, his past swing. But, yeah, I definitely support him. I want to see him to do well. But what we're talking about is success at AAA over a two-month time span. 
we need to see more. We need to see it continue. We need to see him continue to work out those kinks, especially how wide open his hips get as compared to where his hands are. He needs to get his hands and his hips in better sync uh, and also flatten out, like not flatten out that swing because I don't want him to flatten it out, but it needs to get cleaner through the, through the path. Uh, uh, that's the important thing with him. So, yeah, we're hoping for the best. What about having Fowler and left if we lose Ozuna? Anyone else we have will be better outfielder. Yeah, the Cardinals have plenty of outfielder options, including Dylan Carlson, who I would get to the major leagues as soon as possible. Mark Hayden says Cardinals have the worst outfield in the NL Central. Uh, without looking at it, I can't tell you, but I will say that without thinking about it, I think they like it better than the uh, uh, the Cubs for sure. The Pirates have Polanco and Marte. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty good. Um, the Reds are solid. I don't know, man. I, I, I think I think here's what I think is I think if you're talking about who they're going to start, say it ends up being Edmund or Jmart and then Bader and Fowler. Yeah, maybe maybe they have the worst in the NL Central, uh, but I think they have the pieces to not be the worst. Those pieces just have to be used properly. Where do you see Edmund playing fitting in from Sports Talk STL? I think that the, what we're going to see out of Tommy Edmund uh, is how to like. Tommy Edmund is a perfect little beautiful nugget that if you're a good manager, you can optimize. And that doesn't mean by playing him in center field or playing him in left on a regular basis. It doesn't mean playing him in right on a regular basis. It means getting your infield plenty of rest on a regular basis. We saw Paul DeYoung trail off in the second half of last year because he didn't get any rest. Tommy Edmund can play shortstop. He needs to play one in every 10 games. He needs to have the hot matchup against left-handed throwers at third base. That should be a near platoon with Matt Carpenter and Tommy Edmund at third. If you have a tough righty, then go ahead and put Carpenter in. If you have a tough lefty, Edmund plays a third. You can get uh, Colton Wong a little rest, too. Say you're going up against Clayton Kershaw. Have Tommy Edmund play second base. Get aggressive. You can also use him on the outfield if you need to use him. But you're talking about a guy who should start five out of every seven games and potentially one game a week at five different positions. That's how you optimize Tommy Edmund. You don't put him in right. You don't put him in center. You don't make him a regular in those positions. You get third base, second base, short, some rest, including Paul Goldschmidt at first, uh, because you can boom Matt Carpenter over to first and put Edmund at third. You optimize your lineup by using your optimal pieces. And that's how you find the playing time for Tommy Edmund. Trent Wilson says, secret game changer trade move coming or cards are going to stand pat. With their current roster, I think more than likely the next big move that you see is I could see them bringing back Marcelo Zuna. Uh, I didn't expect that in the, the, the early on in the offseason. I just think that the market has fallen back to exactly what we thought, what like the Cardinals hoped it would. And I think that makes Marcelo Zuna a little bit more uh, willing to come back to the Cardinals because he's not going to get $100 million. million. He's going to get 60 to 75 on like a four or five year deal uh, with vesting options and stuff like that. So I think that that's more than likely. I definitely think they're still trying to trade. Now, this is important, too. Again, sometimes I say things, and I want people to catch on to them without saying to catch on to them. What I'm telling you is the Cardinals are trying to trade outfielders for pitchers. I don't know in what capacity exactly. I don't know if you're talking about trading Tyler O'Neill for a minor league pitcher or talking about trading Harrison Bader for a major league pitcher or whatever it is, but they're trying to organize their roster that way to, you know, unclutter, declutter rather some of their outfield and also to get their pitching a little bit richer. Where it goes, what it looks like, I don't know. Uh, so I could still see moves like that happening. A-Sidel says, Martinez becomes a starter who's closing. Uh, I think you're talking about Junior Fernandez, Ryan Helsley, 
uh, Giovanni Gallegos as being like your most likely closing options uh, until Jordan Hicks, our good friend Jordan Hicks, comes back in August, July-ish. Marchand says, are the Cardinals done making moves this offseason? Again, they're going to continue to tinker. They're going to continue to make small moves. I think as long as Marcelo Zuna is on the table, there's, uh, now it seems like there's a chance he comes back, but we're going to see. Quinn, our good friend Quinn says, send Munoz to Memphis and acquire Greg Bird instead. Just the just for the heck of it. Yeah, Bird for the Cardinals. I like where your head's at there, uh, Quinn. I you know, Look, to, to address Jairo Munoz for a second, if you're going to bring 13 position players and you have Tommy Edmond, I personally believe that that means that Jairo Munoz does not have a spot on the Major League roster. I think that that spot is better suited for Edmundo Sosa, uh, who can actually play an infield position. Uh, Kisner needs to start. It has to be in AAA. I don't know what to think about the Kisner situation. I don't know what to think about Kisner and Weeders and what the backup for Yachty is going to be. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. I've been trying to formulate an opinion on that for weeks now, and I've got nothing, and I'm sorry about that. Kyler, going to spring training, training in 2020. GM Gersh, I wish I could but I cannot afford it. Uh, I've been a terrible with my budget. Uh, dating zaps my budget, and I'm terrible at it, and uh, I won't be able to afford it, unfortunately. Red October Rant says, What's up, Kyle? Who would you rather in left, Edmund, Jamart, or Neil, or Thomas? So if you're going to ask me where I'm going to, like, who I would rather have in left, I would rather have an outfield of Tyler O'Neill, Lane Thomas, and Dylan Carlson, and I don't know what position that they would play. Uh, ideally, because I think it's the best defensive setup, even though Dylan Carlson is a legitimate like center fielder and a potentially plus right fielder. I think the best defensive alignment there is Thomas in center and Carlson in left and O'Neill in right. But that's what I want. I want to see that as often as possible. And we probably won't see it until the second half if we even see it at all. A real DD mania, DDD mania says, hello, bro. What's up, DD mania? Cardinals fan 022 says, all I'm asking for is Carpenter, the 2018 version. I want the Carpenter in September and August. Remember, Matt Carpenter was a really effective offensive piece when he was being used specifically against right-handed pitching uh, in tough matchups, very, very rarely against lefties. And that's how you optimize him at this point in his career. Real fast, uh, again, I'm just going to throw it out there. Mr. Hicks, Mr. Jason Hicks, the godfather of prospects after dark is in here. We are always humbled by your presence, sir. So uh, to Mr. Hicks, to Mrs. Jennifer Hicks, and to the, the, the patron player of Prospects After Dark, Jordan Hicks, I raise my glass. Uh, to you, the Hicks family, uh, Jason, thank you so much for being in here. Before I put my glass down, uh, there is also another uh, Mr. Carlson. Mr. Jeff Carlson is in here. To the Carlson family, Jeff Carlson, I raise my glass. Uh, again, I, I try not to, I, with you, I try not to get you, like, talk about you, because I know that you're just in here doing your thing, and I really should unfollow you, so I don't know you're in here. Uh, but anyways, I appreciate your support, and I appreciate you being in here. And I appreciate all my pad people being in here. So once again, to the Hicks family, to the Carlsons, uh, to my pad family, I raise my glass. Uh, Brendan Wheeler says, will Edmund start opening day? If I have my guest, Tommy Edmund, will be in left field opening day. Ace Idell says, if Fowler has to play, play him in left. Youngin's better defensively in right field. I think that uh, I like where your head's at. Uh, the Blind Homer says, opinion, we shouldn't be surprised if KK doesn't push Hudson to the bullpen. I Look, I hope you're right about that, the Blind Homer, but I can tell you just hearing Mr. Moselak and Mr. Gersh and Mr. Schilt talk about Hudson that he is set in the rotation. Uh, KK is not going to push Hudson out. Adam Eaton, I've heard some things. Hey, Dan Urker. Oh, my God, Dan Urker. Uh, to my buddy Dan Urker, who I haven't seen in forever and who I'm in a fantasy league with now for like 15 years or something crazy like that. Dan, I raise my glass to you, buddy. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Happy New Year. Uh, you're one of my fa You are truly 
you and uh, 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 you're one of my favorite people. Uh, thank you for being here. Quinn STL says, I barely remember Chicago sale. I agree. Seek 23408 says, is Castellanos even remotely a viable option for free agent signing? I don't think so. I think more than likely we've seen the Cardinals be very aggressive about bringing back the guys that they are familiar with. Uh, that means Ozuna and probably Ozuna. I don't think it's Castellanos, although I would rather have Castellanos than Ozuna. And I think Castellanos is a terrible fielder, much like I think Ozuna is. Uh, kind of like just... Says, Kyle, I missed you. I missed you, too. Hey, not for really. Not for really. What's going on with Jordan Cairo? All of a sudden, he's like a viable NHL option, and my brain can't wrap itself around itself. Uh, I'm glad they didn't trade him. But not for really. You're a good man, and thanks for being in here. Seidel says, why are people trying to get Hudson out of the rotation? Well, the thing about Dakota Hudson is his peripherals tell you that eventually he's going to suck. Uh, and that's going to happen. You know, it's just a matter of when it ends up happening. Is he going to be Henderson Alvarez? Is he going to be Kendall Graveman? More than likely, that's what the numbers tell us. But he also might be a guy who can beat his FIP, who can beat his peripherals, and end up having a successful major league career as a starter. It's just that uh, uh, all indications are from the peripherals that it's going to fall apart. And I think that's why people are trying to push him out. I don't necessarily think people are trying to push him out. I just think people understand how important it is to have the best options available uh, pitching as often as possible. Freaking cards. I will never forget Ozuna falling as long as I live. That's what I'm talking about. Look, I'm never going to forget about David Freeze and his magic in Game 6. I'm never going to forget about Alan Craig and his magic in Game 6 and Game 7, just like Freeze in Game 6 and 7. All the shit that Lance Brookman did. I'm not going to forget about that three-home run game by Albert Pujols either. But I'll tell you what I'm not going to forget at all. I'm not going to forget Marcelo Ozuna climbing the wall and falling. That was the greatest moment of my life. Colonel Inga says, I don't know if this has been discussed, but what do you think about an Ozuna victory lap? Uh, I think as long as he tries to climb walls on the way around the victory lap, uh, I'm on board for it. I do think that there's a chance now, and I don't think that this was the case months ago, that the Cardinals do bring back Marcelo Zuna. We're just going to have to wait and see. Seidel says, no brainer that Hudson is in our rotation. I agree with you. Never mind. I fear you now. Love you, Colonel Angus. Remember last year when you said you'd dye your beard like Ozuna did in spring if he won MVP? I think what I said is if he hit 30 home runs, I'd shave my beard, and he hit 29. Uh, Cardinals fans 022, do you think the Cards will go get a lefty bat? I don't know, man. Again, I look at the Cardinals, and I see four viable left-handed bats in their lineup that they're going to play. Matt Carpenter, Dexter Fowler, Tommy Edmond, and Colton Wong. And I think if they utilize and optimize, I think if they, they optimize the two left-handed bats in particular, again, Dexter Fowler for the last year and a half where he's been a better left-handed hitter than a right-handed hitter, uh, and Matt Carpenter, I think that they have their left-handed bats, their left-handed options. They just have to utilize those guys properly. And same goes with Tommy Edmond. Uh, will they bring in, uh, maybe they bring in someone like Drew Robinson again, something like that, but not like Corey Dickerson. Uh, Castellanos is better than Ozuna. I agree. I'd chop off my toe to hear you say, Colonel Angus. For you, Colonel Angus. Keeper, hey, I am in the shower. Hello. Singing in the rain, I'm singing in the rain, what a glorious feeling, I'm happy in the rain. That's for you, Kiefer. Seidel says, why are people stuck on getting a left-handed bat, need the best bat? They're stuck on getting a left-handed bat because the Cardinals are always talking about getting a left-handed bat, uh, and then the best left-handed bat available, Bryce Harper, they didn't even offer. 
Uh, but that's something that the Cardinals keep talking about, and I think that's why we get hung up on it. Drake Mann says, as much as people rave about Kim's slider, I think I like his curve more. So uh, he throws a curve and two different sliders and a fastball, and I think there's a change in there too. So I like his repertoire. I love that he throws like five pitches. Uh, he throws a fast slider and a slow slider. Uh, I get why people like the curve better, and I think the curve is going to be important for his major league success. Uh, Cecil is the best 27 in baseball. I like what you're saying. Uh, Crawfee says, uh, Crawfee 25 says, if they sign Ozuna or a different outfielder, should we expect one of the younger guys to be traded? And if so, who? I would suspect that right now, and it's something we talked about a little while ago, the Cardinals are trying to move some of their outfield depth uh, and trying to acquire pitchers uh, for that outfield depth. When I look at it, look, I don't believe the Cardinals are going to try to try to trade Harrison Bader. So I think Tyler O'Neill is the most likely to get traded. I think J-Mart's likely to get traded. Uh, uh, and other than that, like, I think that any of the other guys, depending on what the deal is, they would move, except for Dylan Carlson. I don't think that they would trade Fowler. I don't think they're going to trade Bader, and I don't think they're going to trade Carlson. I think everyone else is on the board, and I think the Cardinals would work to optimize it as best they can uh, around that. Uh, but even if they bring back Ozuna, I don't necessarily know those things happen. Uh, Mark Hayden said, did we congratulate Schilt yet for the wedding? No, I would never congratulate anyone for getting married. And her intern Maddie, hey, what's up? Tyler Webb was pretty darn okay last year. Yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, Gobber needs a chance to play. Yeah, look, the Cardinals have a lot of pitchers in particular that just need a chance to play. Uh, a chance to pitch at the major league level, and hopefully Gomber gets that. I'm excited for Jag. Jag gets traded for cash considerations to the Texas Rangers, and I'm hoping that he gets a chance to be a fourth outfield type. It looks like he is. That's a left-handed heavy still uh, uh, outfield. Looks like Jack will get a chance to be on the 25-man, and I hope he gets a chance to run with it. Texas has a good ballpark for him. Aaron LC says, what do you expect out of Andrew Miller? More or less, more of the same or maybe less inconsistent? Yeah, I expect more of the same. You know, I think, I think at this point in his career, uh, just based on how his arm is and how much he's been used, I would expect the same type of inconsistency. I think he's going to be times where his velocity is high, and he's brilliant. I think there's going to be times when his velocity dips, and he's going to get hit. And I think it's just that simple. Uh, uh, and it would, you know, if you have three lefties pitching out of the bullpen, that changes how you use them, but we'll see. March Hayden says, I have spoken. Yeah, a shout-out to the Mandalorian. Uh, do you think Gant is going to revert back to first-half form? I think with – now, I do believe that part of the reason why John Gant was ineffective uh, down the stretch was overuse in the first half of the year. And I think if he's continued to be used properly with a little bit more rest here and there, I think you're talking about some combination of first half and second half John Gant uh, performing as one. Uh, but we're just going to have to wait and see. I, I don't think he's going to be as bad as he was in the second half. I'll say that. Uh, Tommy is such a nugget. You're right. There we go. Pretty gosh darn okay, Yano. Uh, why is Gyro still on this roster from Aaron L.C.? That's just how it works sometimes. The Cardinals are bullish on Gyro. You know, Gyro's part of that Yachty, uh, J-Mart click. So he gets a little extra favor because of all of that, too. So, uh, you know, just keep that, that in mind. Like, things like that are part of the reason uh, uh, why guys stick around. You know, there isn't a person other than maybe Mike Shannon who has more sway in what happens with the Cardinals that, uh, than, than Yachty or Molina. And that probably has something to do with it. Quinn STL says, play Cardinals of Kershaw. Play Carlson if Kershaw pitching. He took him deep this year. Yeah, I've got that gift somewhere, too. Uh, I should really find it and post it. Uh, my old laptop needs motherboard work on it. Uh, and if anyone knows how to do that, please hit me up in my DMs. Jesus. Uh, but that's where all of my gifts are. So I'm going to have to try to track it down and find it. 
Uh, it's so sick. Carlson donged off a of Kershaw. Pretty awesome. Yeah, Mr. Hicks. Now we're in it. Now we're in it. Mr. Hicks is the best. Uh, let's see. Thanks for having me always. Mr. Hicks, you're the best. Uh, cards. Uh, cards are such a wild card to me. Could see them really bouncing back. Our Cubs are such a wild card to me. Let me start over. Uh, March Hayden says, Cubs are such a wild card to me. Could see them really bouncing back in 2020. Yeah, I agree. And I'm also really anxious to see what happens with Chris Bryant. If it's true that they're trying to trade him and he ends up getting moved, that's going to be something really, really interesting to see. Uh, and again, the Cubs, in my opinion, might actually be in the best interest to trade him. It might be in their best interest to trade Schwarber. Like, if I'm the GM of the the Cubs, if I'm Epstein or, or, or uh, Hoyer, I'm entertaining these options. Uh, I would also try to get a haul for Bryant. I'm not trading Bryant for anything less than a haul. Shield Faced says, what are we drinking tonight? Tonight we are drinking Four Roses Small Batch. This is a really good bourbon. Again, my guys at work gave to me. All of the Four Roses good. They're single barrel. They're small batch. The yellow label, the cheap stuff. It's all really good. Uh, we've got it right here. Colonel Lenka says, get healthy, Bob. Can't wait to watch you again. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year season is close from Elk Grove. To you too, sir. To, to, to my family. My pad family. Mm. God, I love bourbon. Conalingus. Finally got my Colonel Angus. All right, so we're about seven minutes behind, somewhere between. Uh, I was at that game. Power rank the top three moments of your life. All right, so the top three moments of my life were I was 13 years old, and I remember, no, I was 11. And I remember masturbating to this softcore porn on Showtime. Now, it wasn't Beverly Hills Bordello, which really, really changed my life. Uh, but it was this, this, it was a softcore and it was this nerdy scientist who created, like, a love drug, and the love drug made women want to bang him. Uh, and I'll never forget that, and that was the first time I masturbated, uh, and that is all of my top ten moments in life. Uh, who would have thought at the end of the decade blues would make us happy and cards make us frustrated? But even in the th if you think about the decade, like, there's plenty of frustration there from the cards. Uh, and maybe you're right by saying, like, at the end of the decade – you wouldn't have expected the Cardinals to be the frustrating team and the Blues to be the championship caliber uh, powerhouse. But we've had a great year, a great 10 years of Cardinal baseball. You know, two World Series, one World Series victory, a, a couple NLCSs, plenty of playoff berths. Uh, all but three years they've made the playoffs. Like, we've had really, really, we've had a lot of success as fans enjoying both the Cardinals and the Blues. It's just, you're right, recently it's a little bit more frustrating. But the Cardinals are coming off of a, a, a good uh, 2019 season, and hopefully they're building off of it. JT Vonderhaar. What's up, JT? Roll for Hennessy in 2020, bullpen or starting in Memphis? Uh, JT Vonderhaar, I would suspect that you're talking about Hennessy Cabrera pitching out of the, the Memphis rotation. Again, that's where it gets really interesting how it all breaks down, but I think you're talking about potentially having Ponce de Leon and having Gomber and having uh, uh, Henesis all pitching out of the AAA rotation again next year. Keeverdine Roach says, after Edmund, do you, after Edmund did so well in spring training, and then after he got called up, he did really well. Yeah, so again, we've talked about it a lot during spring training last year, but Tommy Edmund looked ready for the major leagues. And again, it's spring training, so you don't want to get too crazy about it. Uh, but there are going to be guys that prove to you in spring training that they are ready for a major league role. We saw that out of Jeremy Hazelbreaker. Brian Barton, Brian Barton. Uh, uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to stick around forever. It doesn't mean that they're going to be great major league players forever. It just means that they're going to be 
uh, ready to go right in that moment. Uh, and Tommy Edmond was ready to go, and he spent two and a half months at the minor leagues and then eventually got his chance and was the spark plug that, uh, that lit the fire for the Cardinals lineup into the playoffs. Intern Maddie says, imagine being the bullpen for when Ozuna climbed the wall. Oh, my God. What an amazing moment that would be. A Seidel says, get the best bat. Who cares if it's a left-handed bat? I agree with you. You won't get an argument out of me. Same thing with pitching. Give me the best pitching. I don't care what hand they are. Uh, Kiefer Dean Roach says, the team will be more aggressive with hot hand young guys in spring training this season. Yeah, I think we're going to. So what we saw last year out of Schilt in spring training is that there were, like, we had a lot of the kids last long into spring training. Like, he used those guys a lot, and they stuck around for a long time. And I would suspect that we'll see that in 2020 as well. Shield Face says, who will be our lead-off hitter? You know, I'll say on opening day, it's Dexter Fowler. Now, what would I do? Again, if I have Tommy Edmond playing left field, I'd have Edmond and Wong at the top of the lineup with, with and again, we're talking about just this lineup. Uh, it'd be, for me, it'd be Edmond, Wong, Goldie, probably Paul DeYoung, and then probably Tyler O'Neill. if you can make that work. Uh, if not, then five ends up being Matt Carpenter. Just depends on how you have the lineup going. Uh, but that's that's how I think it would be. But I think more than likely they're talking about Dexter Fowler leading off and then Colton Wong or Tommy Edmond in the two spot and then Golding and then DeYoung. Uh, let's see. Thoughts on the three batter limit and how it impacts the cards. I hate the three batter limit. I think it's the dumbest rule. I think that they, they don't understand what pace of play is. I think that they I think it's the dumbest thing ever. I do like that if you bring a lefty in and he gets the last out of an inning then you don't have to start the next inning with them. I think that's that's smart. That's If you're going to implement this ridiculously stupid rule, then at least you have that caveat where if they end the inning, they don't have to face three. That's brilliant. That's how it should be. I hate the rule. I think it's, stu- I think it's stupid. How does it affect the Cardinals? I don't know. I think Kim, first off, I think Kim is going to get beat around by righties once they like understand him. But I think that the Cardinals at least have Genesis Cabrera and Andrew Miller and Austin Gomber and, and uh, 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 Wan Hoon Kim, uh, I think that they have options there. So I don't think it might, I, I think that there's a chance that it might not affect them on the same way that it might affect other teams in the league. Remember, the beautiful thing about Austin Gomber is Austin Gomber is really good against right-handed hitting. He still has work to do against lefties, but he's really good against right-handed hitting. And I like that. And I think that that's going to be important as this new stupid, stupid, stupid rule. That Major League Baseball just doesn't understand. I don't know who they have in their PR department. I don't know who they have running the goddamn thing. But they're so poorly run and so deaf to what's going on in the real world and and what fans want. Oh, God, what a stupid role. Anyways, yeah, it's Major League Baseball. Quinn says, Craig's interference call. Walk-off is the moment. I'll never forget. I like that. How many years will Molina get extended? I'll say two with the third year vesting. Blind Homer says, trade O'Neal and a prospect arm in Toronto for Giles. I will say that I think that Tyler O'Neill for, for Ken Giles alone is close to enough to getting it done. Remember, you're talking about a lot of control there with O'Neill for one year of Giles. But the issue is Toronto is trying to win this coming season. So will they trade Giles? Probably not. I think it would take more than just like O'Neill and another prospect. I don't think O'Neill and Gomber get it done. I don't think O'Neill and Ponce de Leon get it done. Uh, not until Toronto realizes that their roster isn't as good as they thought it was. And they're trading him come July. Uh, Gann was so damn good first half last year. He really was, Keeper. If Carlos and Jack pitch at their potential, we won't have to worry about pen overuse. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Same with Michaelis, you know. 
I look. Here's the thing: is I think that if Carlos Martinez is healthy, Jack Flaherty is healthy, the rotation is healthy. I think the Cardinals have a really, really dynamic starting five. All positive signs, and I'm really excited about that. I like that they have options after those five. I like Kim. I like Gomber. I like Ponce. I like now Helsley. I've look. Helsley's going to go to the bullpen. It's not what I want. I think he's one of the best five starters in the organization. But he's going to go to the pen. That's going to be his role. And that's just what we have to deal with. But I think that the Cardinals have options that they'll be able to go to to help supplement their starting their starting staff if, if people get hurt or, or, or are ineffective. Kyle has motherboard issues. I do. Uh, motherboard is a really funny term. You're right about that, Colonel Langus and Keeper Dean Roach. I agree. Uh, Daddy Petty says, Sup, Kyle. Hope you have a good New Year's. Hopefully the cards can acquire Peterson or Hanniger. Yeah, I'm on board for both. Uh, to Daddy Petty, to all of my, my bot bean prospects after dark people, I raise my glass. Here's to another successful 2020 season from the St. Louis Cardinals uh, with, much const- with much consternation uh, amongst the fan base. Shieldface says, do we see the Jeff Albert effect this season in terms of a more productive, consistent offense? I'll say yes, uh, but we're just going to have to wait and see. I do like that there is an entire offseason with assigned homework uh, that will get like will give the Cardinals hitters a chance to get used to the Jeff Albert method. I definitely think that you're talking about a more productive 2020, just having an offseason full of of Jeff Albert, as opposed to last year where you sign him, you bring him on, and it's a trial by fire. Mr. Hicks says, who is the prospect you expect them to push up above where they should be? I think, uh, so here's the thing. I think we're going to see this a lot with the 2019 draft picks. So I think Zach Thompson, I think that they're going to be really aggressive with him. I think Tony Losey more than likely starts at Springfield. I don't think he's necessarily ready for that. I would like for them to get aggressive with Andre Pallante, too. Uh, same thing with Jack Ralston. Uh, who, like, I don't know if any of these guys are going to be major leaguers that they're ultra-aggressive with. Uh, but my hope is that Dylan Carlson is one of those players. I'm not just saying it because Mr. Carlson's in here, too. You guys know me. I don't sugarcoat shit. Mr. Hicks, the, I love having you in here. Because you know that I don't sugarcoat shit. We've talked about Jordan and all that stuff. and like, But I want it to be Dylan Carlson. I want them to give him a chance to win a starting job in spring training. Uh, I think that that's the most likely avenue. And I think that I hope that that's something we get to see. Uh, Quinn says, I don't think the Cubs are dumb enough to trade KB for a mediocre return. I, I don't think they do. But we'll have to wait and see. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen. My cousin Charlie says, happy pad, Kyle. To my cousin Charlie, Charlie, uh, every Christmas Eve I get to spend with you and your amazing uh, 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 ancillary family, auxiliary family, I don't know. But to my cousin Charlie, I raise my glass. Colonel Ingus says, here's the good part. I must have been talking about masturbating. I miss pool holes from Colonel Ingus. Cards are better than blues. Is that a mic too? Charlie, we've always had the mic. The mic has always been here. It just said it's been attached to my phone. Uh, and, and now it's not. The Blues have three less regular season wins than the Royals this year. I like that. Nemrak14 says, hi. What's up? Uh, hockey sucks. Please no more. I promise we won't talk about hockey. SEC employee, did the guy just talk about choking the chicken at age 11? Yeah, you know, I came about it at a later age than most. Who's going to shock us this year? Uh, I don't know what you mean by that. Like, who's going to shock us? You know, I think that there's a chance... That no one on the Cardinals will. Uh, if we're talking about a team in Major League, it seems like everybody's jumping on the White Sox bandwagon. I'm excited to see what the White Sox do. I'm excited to see if the Twins can get a couple pitchers because they need pitching depth. Uh, they could end up being a really good team. Uh, the Angels still need pitching. There's so many American League teams that need pitching. Uh, but if we're, t- I think it's going to be a pretty like standard year. I don't think there's going to be many 
shockers, if you will, unless you consider the White Sox a shocker. What's your Mount Rushmore moments of the decade from Craw 525? Uh, there was that time that Marcel Ozuna dove. He tried to scale the wall and then dove for the ball. That's the Benjamin Franklin. Uh, uh, the Abraham Lincoln is that time that Stephen Piscotty rounded the bases and got hit three times. Uh, that's the Abe Lincoln. I don't know who the other two members of Mount Rushmore are, so I'm not going to give you two other answers. Suck it. Uh, who's the year? Who's this year's spring training Tommy Edmond? Uh, I'll say John Nagowski. Uh, Derek, Drake, May, Drake Mann says, if O'Neill gets traded, we riot. I agree. Where is his chat? Uh, it's inside of you. Not reading on Periscope. It's inside of you. Are we going to spring training together? Uh, if you pay uh, A-Sidell, I'll go with you. Drake Mann says, I'll be there with you. But Look, if you guys want to start a GoFundMe to send me to spring training, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That'll make me feel awful and miserable. I can't have that. Coach Housley says, Kyle, use your powers. I still need a Carlson. Kyle won't sugarcoat nothing but a... <laughs> uh, Kyle, use your powers. I still need a Carlson auto take for winter warm-up. So, again, Coach Housley has, uh, like, uh, for winter warm-up, he has, like, trade tickets. Like, he has a Gorman. You want to trade Gorman for a Carlson? Get in touch with our good friend Coach Housley. He wants a Carlson autograph uh, at winter warm-up. Uh, if you've got an extra ticket, please give it to him, and he'll do some exchanging and help you out. I was suspended for complimenting your... I was suspended for complimenting your sharing your softcore experience. Ah, fuck him. Is he on YouTube? I don't know who we're talking about. GD Murdoch. Uh, Ashley, the people in the chat trying to figure Kyle out right now is my favorite thing. Yeah, Ashley's been dating me for a year, and she doesn't stand a chance at figuring me out. Quinn STL. The more you get to know me, the harder I am to figure out. Quinn STL says, Yachty's going to end up being the longest tenured player in baseball, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Look, Yachty will play as long as his legs allow him to. You're talking about another 41 years. Bring Tyler on home to Canada, eh? That's right. Uh, 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 let's see. If you could only keep one between Gomber, Ponce, and Gant, who are you keeping? Uh, honestly, I'm probably keeping Daniel Ponce de Leon. I just think he has a chance to be a dynamic bullpen piece. That's not to discredit uh, Gant or Gomber. I like both of them a lot, but if I had to choose one, I'd choose Ponce. And plus, what Ponce has been through, getting hit in the head and working his way through it, uh, I I, I'm always rooting for Daniel Ponce de Leon. Uh, Thane K. Kyrell. Thane Kyrell says, could O'Neill hit second or third with Goldie behind him to force more fastballs on him? Yeah, I don't think baseball works that way anymore. You know, nowadays, pitchers, because of analytics and because of mapping, pitchers don't like it. There's no such thing as, like, protection. Protection doesn't exist the way that we knew it did in the 90s and the early part of the, the 21st century. Pitchers have a plan for these guys. And the only time that that really, uh, that really works is if you're talking about the eighth place hitter hitting in front of a pitcher, you know, like that's the only time where you like, and it's not even about like getting pitches. It's just about getting on base. So that's, that's my thought on that. I, I don't want him hitting second or third. I want him back where he can do a little bit of damage. And I don't think that his spot in the lineup is going to change how people affect him. And I don't think that I definitely don't think that Goldie hitting behind him is going to change how pitchers uh, approach him. That's that's those days are gone. That's one of the changes in baseball over the years. T4 says we back. What up, Kyle? Cheers to T4 32. Cheers. I don't know who the fuck you are, but I'm glad you're here. Mr. Hicks says Kyle won't sugarcoat nothing but ash. I like that, Mr. Hicks. You're. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> boy, this is awkward. You know, I'll sugarcoat myself a little bit. I mean, probably lay in bed later and sugarcoat myself a little bit. 
probably try to track down that softcore porn I talked about a little while ago. The Farmer Vala says, much happiness and success to you in the new year. Thank you for everything you do. Farmer Vala uh, is an amazing person that I've had the opportunity to converse with on Twitter now for like four years. And I don't even know how he and I began conversing, uh, but he's one of my favorites. So to the Farmer Vala, I raise my glass. They run a vineyard uh, in, the, in the northeast. Check out uh, Vala Vineyards. Uh, one of these days, I've got to have some of that stuff shipped to me. I'd love to try it. I trust you, and I think you're an amazing person. So to Vala Vineyards and Farmer Vala, I raise my glass. A-Side L says, who's going to be an all-star this year? Uh, I will say you're an all-star. I'll say C-Mart and Jack Flaherty, and I'll say Yachty. How about that? Uh, Smith, A.G. Conrad, got a bunch of crying inside of you. Uh, let's see. Rushmore Pool scoring from second on a ground out. That was fun. Who is going to tell Kyle Ben Franklin is on a Mosh Rushmore? I'm kidding. Jesus Christ. Uh, Pat meetup at winter warm-up. Is this going to happen? From Coach Housley. Now, that's something I would like to do. Now, I don't attend uh, winter warm-up, uh, but I might this year. There's a chance that I might have a press pass, and I might be able to take part in that. We'll see. It's hard to tell with weather, but I will tell you. That's something I would like to do at this very moment and something I've thought about a lot. Uh, and again, things change when I get closer and I get cold feet and my social anxiety really kicks in. Is if the weather's good, I would love to do a pad meetup at a bar, uh, a, an affordable place where we can all get some drinks and talk about fucking cheese, really. But yeah, it's something I'd love to do. Uh, sup, Dad? Sup, Holy Shilt? Uh, let's see. No such thing as protection. I agree. Uh, uh, you need at least two people you need at least two bags over the rod for protection uh let's see ashley crow will for sure hook <laughs> up 2020 uh do you have any opinions on any new pace of play rules besides the three batter rule no no i think that hitters just need to swing at more shit i think that i like a big strike zone and people bitch about a big strike zone but i don't give a fuck let the umpires call a strike zone the size of fucking kentucky I don't give a damn. I just think that one thing that would really help is if hitters swung it more. Uh, it's tough, though, because people throw faster now with more movement than ever. So I get why they don't. But to me, that's like you want to you want to increase the pace of play. You don't need to change the rules. You just need to encourage hitters to swing more. I don't know what that takes, but that's the difference, man. That is the absolute difference in pace of play. What we've seen over the last couple of years with the pace getting slower is we've just seen less swinging. And when we've seen the swinging, it's on two strikes uh, on breaking pitches that are fucking nasty. Let's see. Uh, smoke and a pancake. I don't know what's going on there, but I like it. Austin Powers says, can we get rid of the... Oh, no, not going to do that. Can't have any of that. Somebody report that guy. Good Life Sean says, I want more of Ted Simmons in the organization. Put him on the broadcast. Yeah, why not? Look, it's not like a lot of the guys who do color commentator next to Danny Mack, who's an amazing play-by-play guy, are particularly good, uh, aside from Jim Edmonds, who also strokes his own cock way too much. Anyone have land we can rent out for a meetup? That'd be great. Yeah, meet in the middle of fucking Illinois. If the weather is bad at winter warm-up, I might have to ice skate into the city. I saw somebody talking about, like, Minnesota. Like, that happened in Minnesota. Pad meetup, I'm in from Shieldface. Uh, T-Force, we watch Pad while drinking. Meeting anywhere else except the bar would be uncalled for. It'd be, it would be cruel and unusual punishment. I agree. I don't know who the fuck this T-Force is, but I'm with you. A-Sidel says, when I ump, I make the hitters swing. I'm telling you. Now, 
one of the things we've seen with the automated ump or the, the robot ump, if you will, the, the robot strike zone, the automated strike zone, is that what they said is that it has a high and low strike zone, but it's a tight, tight inside, outside strike zone. Make that thing big, man. Make it big. The only way you're going to get hitters to swing is if you have a big strike zone. And if they're not willing to adapt, that's on them. You can throw three pitches right on the corners and they're going to strike out. Uh, just my own personal opinion. Ashley says, Saturday night of Winter Warm-Up Weekend, I'll do everything in my power to drag him out. She really will, too. Uh, muted by moderator. Uh, do you think we should... Uh, yeah, good. I'm glad somebody did that. Uh, report comment. Uh, abuse. Uh, cigar and a waffle. Yeah, look, I'll fuck both a cigar and a waffle. If it's got a hole, I'll fuck it. Uh, as long as Ashley says it's okay. Uh, any pad people in Springfield? We have a really strong contingent of Springfield pad people. Uh, bong and a blitz. We're really getting into drug use, which I have never done in my life. But hey, if it's your thing, it's your thing. Baby, life is short. I say enjoy it. All right, we're at the end of the comments. Uh, this is where we raise our glass to our pad people. Uh, if Christmas is your thing, Merry Christmas. If Kwanzaa is your thing, Happy Kwanzaa. If uh, whatever your your whatever your variety in life is, I raise my glass to you and I tell you Happy, Merry, Merry, Happy. Uh, to my pad people, you are amazing. Uh, first, to you. The next cheers is, of course, to Happy New Year. A Happy New Year of baseball. Happy New Year of prospects after dark. Happy New Year of possibilities to uh, a new decade, although people say that the decade is really a year away from happening. Uh, whatever it ends up being, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Whatever it is. Uh, I raise my glass to all of you. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. It's something we can all celebrate together, uh, except for the Mexican New Year, which, of course, is a sexual position. We've got more questions. Uh, I'd be down for renting land in a BYOB meetup with a sound system. LCD sound system gifts. Uh, cigarettes and a flapjack. Apparently, we're just pairing smoking devices. Uh, how about a, a jewel with a French toast. Uh, T4 Salito says, had to switch the watching on Twitter so actual name would show longtime follower and viewer. Uh, yeah, T4 Salito, I remember you, bud. To you, welcome back to Pad. How many games will Molina catch? If he's healthy, I'll say 135. If he's hurt again, uh, you're talking about 110. Uh, honest prediction of cards, 2020 record. All last year. I said that they'd, what did I say? They'd win 91 games. I still think they're on pace for at least 91 games. Somewhere between 89 and 91, depending on health. Quinn's in Springfield. That's right. LOL. It's a quote, Kyle. I, what's it a quote from, Connor Langus? How many wins will Wayno earn? I'll say Wayno is healthy all year and goes 9-14 and 14 with like a 4.45 ERA. Uh, and Margarita says, hello. Hello, and Margarita. Uh, is Springfield when I'm not in college, that is. Carnalinga says, I love you, Kyle. Don't hurt yourself with that soft core tonight. You only hurt yourself with the hardcore. Feliz, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Feliz Navidad. Uh, Happy New Year, Kyle. Hey, Happy New Year, Victoria. Thank you for being here again. Can't wait for the article saying the world is ending in 2020. Yeah, same here. Uh, Gif says, need the name of this episode. 
This is the... Uh, I Somebody give a name to GIFs. I want to be this, like... Maybe something GIFs like... Uh, uh, we're thinking about your Graham episode or something like that. I just want Graham to be okay. That's really where my heart and my mind is tonight. Uh, I want our buddy Graham to be good. Shieldface says, I'm going to a ton of Springfield Cards games this year. Hit me up from Shieldface. Yeah, and guys, I want to say it one more time. Like, I'm not going to be able to go to spring training this year because I'm broke. Uh, but I would really, really like to make a point to get to Springfield and Peoria and Memphis early on in the year. And we can do, like, little mini pad meetups. I, I, I want to make that happen. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I promise I'll try everything I can in my power to make it happen. Um, and we're just going to have to wait and see. But I would love to do that. I love Springfield. I love Memphis. Uh, I've been to Peoria once. I liked it a lot. The people in Peoria are awesome. Uh, shout out to all of the Peoria people. Uh, uh, Nathan Boliva in particular, who is an amazing play-by-play guy at the minor league level. Uh, I want to do it, and hopefully we can make it happen. Uh, oh, it's from Goldmember. Jesus, I haven't seen that movie in like 20 years. I left my jewel in French toast. Did you try the Mexican New Year on Ash? <laughs> I will not ask. The jewel in French toast episode. Shout out to Birds on the Black. Got my mom one of the sweatshirts from the shop for Xmas, and she loved it. Oh, yeah. Crawl 525. Shout out to Birds on the Black. She, he got, uh, he or she got my mom one of the sweatshirts for the shop on Xmas, and she loved it. So that's awesome. Look, go to Birds on the Black. Go to the shop. We've got awesome bomber jackets. We've got awesome zip-up hoodies. We've got awesome hoodies. We've got Chirps merchandise. We've got Birds on the Black merchandise. We've got Prospects After Dark merchandise. Go there. It's all wonderful. It's all beautiful. And I got to tell you, and we were talking about it in the Birds on the Black chat, it was awesome to see all of the gifts, that, the gifts, G-I-F-T-S, that people were receiving on Christmas that were Birds on the Black related. That was awesome. I love this community. Yeah, this community that all of you that are watching and aren't watching have cultivated, that GIFs has, has, has curated. Like, it's awesome. And to see you guys celebrate that on Christmas with us uh, in a very, uh, 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 a very, like, at a distance manner was awesome. So thank you for letting us be a part of your Christmases. Uh, and your Hanukkahs, and your Kwanzaas, and your New Year's, and man, like, I, I speak for gifts here, and I know gifts, probably better than I know anyone else online that I haven't met in person, I, I speak for gifts here when I say thank you, thank you so much for letting us be a part of this, we are humbled by you, and we are humbled by your presence in our lives, uh, and not just on the blog, it's something more than that, uh, so th just thank you, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your holidays with your families, and Thank you for celebrating it with us and allowing us to do it. So, to you. This community is awesome, man. Uh, the Mexican New Year episode. Oh, that's a great... Oh, that is a great choice, Quinn. Yes, this is the Mexican New Year episode. Uh, Alamosis, have the Reds done enough to get out of fourth place in the Central? I do think they've done enough to get out of fourth place in the Central. But that's kind of a different question in my book than will they get out of fourth place in the Central? I don't know. They've done enough to do it, but everything needs to go right for it to happen, including the Cubs need to continue to fall down and the, 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 uh, the Brewers need to continue to fall down and everything needs to keep happening. Everything needs to keep happening. What the hell is that? I don't even know what the hell I'm saying anymore. You guys, I might be drunk. I'm glad we did this a half an hour earlier. Charlie, I love you. Your dick tastes good. Uh, Cards fans, 022. Win lose a uh, win loss record and uh, is the most overrated stat in baseball, but it's also the most important. And if ever there was a way to explain baseball to someone else, you would say, "Hey, look, 
You need to win more games so that you can make the playoffs, but also wins and losses are kind of overrated. That's baseball right there. Uh, A-Sidell says, Jack wins the side. I'll say that'd be amazing, and I hope he does. I hope we get second half Jack for the entire year. I want a holiday album from Kyle. I Look, it's important that you know that I am strong lyrically. Uh, I have great range and depth in my singing ability. And, uh, oh, holy night. Look, I was raised on Neil Diamond's Christmas. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, you need to. That's amazing stuff. Uh, I have the Kyle sugarcoating episode. More concrete in 2020, everybody. I want more concrete. Look, uh, during wintertime, you can't do concrete, and it really just ruins my mood. I like to work hard, and I like hard work, and not being able to do concrete kills me. Uh, Colonel Angus says, good night, y'all. Good night, Colonel Angus. Forcelito says, does Stubby Clab get a manager job somewhere? It seemed like last year he was on track for that, and it's almost like making him the first base coach for the St. Louis Cardinals kind of buried him from that conversation. Uh, I hope it happens for him. I think he kind of deserves it. I think that there are options that are getting jobs ahead of him. Uh, but I would say no, but I hope it happens. Blind Hover says, a Peoria pub crawl almost killed me. Uh, that's words for your epitaph. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Hey, Snoop Dogg, what's up? Come on to uh, come to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City for Memphis series, Kyle. I can hook you up with tickets in a room. Uh, you'll have to keep me updated throughout the year. I would love to do that. I've got some friends who live in the Oklahoma City area. And I would love to make that happen. Thank you for the offer, too, Snoop Dogg. That's awesome of you. Again, just another great... <laughs> Gift sends me screenshots sometimes, and that's enough to make me laugh. Uh, another great pad person who's with an amazing offer that is just an amazing example of our amazing community. Uh, you doing another Teespring thing anytime soon from Quinn? Quinn, go to Birds on the Black. Uh, look at the merchandising shop. We're not doing it through Teespring anymore. They kind of fucked up the socks and they kind of ruined it for us. Uh, and some other things too. Buy that stuff. Do it through there. I'm telling you, that's the way to go. It's the cheapest alternative. We've got the prices down as low as we possibly can. Uh, go to Birds on the Black. Get the merchandise. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. That stuff is high quality. Uh, let's see. How much love oozes from your pores on a daily basis? From Todd. Hey, Todd Thiessen, my, my manager. Uh, uh, my my uh, uh, agent, Todd. Uh, look, I just want to love. I want, I want the beautiful thing about communities is it's all about love. And, uh, uh, hopefully that you're a part of that. Matt Thompson. What up pimping from prospects live. Now I heard through the grapevine. I haven't been on Twitter much this weekend, but I heard through the grapevine that tomorrow morning on prospects live, check them out on Twitter, check out the website. They're going to be dropping. And Matt, Matt Thompson did most of this. Their top prospects in the Cardinals organization. You're going to want to check that out. I love what Prospects Live does. You know, the thing about Baseball America and fan graphs is that it's boring. Like, I love, look, I love Baseball America. I think what Eric Long and Hagen does in fan graphs is a fucking joke. Uh, it's actually insulting to the fan base, in my opinion. Uh, but I love what Baseball America does, but it's kind of boring. It's kind of outdated. What they do at Prospects Live is, is new. It's new age. And you're going to want to check that out if it is coming out tomorrow because I can promise you Matt is going to give you nothing but, like, new information and it's going to be great and wonderful. And he's also going to give you a new slant on what the, the organization looks like. Different than what I do, but also probably better than what I do. Uh, and, and I think that you're all going to be better off for checking it out. So check out Prospects Live tomorrow. You're going to be happy with it, I promise. And also, Matt, you're an awesome dude, man. It's been a pleasure conversing with you. 
See, <laughs> Mr. Hicks, see you finally got a big black mic. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we're, we've called the mic. This is The name of this mic is Jason. Fancy enough. <laughs> Funny that you should bring it up. Uh, let's see. Oh, I guess I'm not observant enough. Uh, rank the movies, the rookie. Okay, so Craw525 says rank the movies, the rookie, Major League, and Fields of Dreams. I'll say Major League is number one. Uh, Field of Dreams is number two, and The Rookie is number three. There's too much Cubs in The Rookie. A Blind Homer says, Big Al's also drained my wallet in Peoria. I've heard things about Big Al's. Um, M. Wright says, I'm so grateful for Pad to put my cat asleep and constantly elicit raised eyebrows from my wife. Oh, I don't know what that means. I hope, I, I hope that everything is okay in the right household. But yeah, look, if you're watching Pad and you don't have, like, headphones in and there's other people around... You're probably going to get some really, really weird looks and also probably some people calling doctors for you. Matt says, Cardinals list is coming in the AM. Thanks for the shout out. No, Matt, look, that's not, look, I promise you, Matt. So the one thing I want to say real quick too, just like with Mr. Hicks and, and Mr. Carlson, like, I don't mean this. I'm not just saying this. I'm not a person who just say shit. Like, I would just ignore it if it wasn't true. I hope that you guys understand that. But I love Prospect Live. Those guys are awesome. I respect the hell out of Matt Thompson. And you're going to want to check out that list because you're going to get information there that you otherwise wouldn't. Same thing goes with Mr. Hicks. Like, uh, we, we have nothing but respect for Jordan and what he's going through and working through it. But also, like, Mr. Hicks works independently of Jordan. Jason is an amazing man who I've had the pleasure to meet and talk with a couple times, who I just want to drink with. He's an awesome dude. Uh, I, I feel fortunate enough. And that's an awesome thing to say. And same thing goes with Mr. Carlson. If Mr. Carlson had not raised Dylan, if he was just the Elk Grove coach, he would be world, like he'd be U.S. famous because of how talented and amazing of a human being he is. We respect him on his own individual merits. And because we respect him, we're honest with him and our thoughts about his, his son, his things goes with Mr. Hicks. We take pride in being honest about these things. Uh, and the same goes with Matt Thompson and the work that Prospects Live does. I promise that I, I promise to you guys not just to Mr. Hicks, Mr. Carlson, or Matt Thompson, or whoever is famous that comes in here, uh, which we have a lot, by the way. Um, I will be honest. And I, I feel lucky that I can be honest in a very, very pleasing way with those three people that I just mentioned. Uh, that's enough. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, everything's a Christmas movie. Look, if you're happy, happy invokes Christmas, and we're all happy about it. So, yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Look, it's got Run DMC Christmas music in it. That makes it more of a Christmas movie than any other Christmas movie I can think of. Uh, you prefer a free agent left, left fielder or a competition amongst the kids? Give me the competition. I want it, Drew Harlan. Give me the competition. I love the internal options. I want to see them compete. Uh, it's time for them to get a chance. Is KK joins a bullpen, who will get shipped out? You know, Mr. Hicks, without looking at it and, like, combining it, I don't know. I think a lot of it comes down to what happens with Brett Cecil. I think the smart thing is, like, no one gets shipped out. If Brett Cecil is a Brett Cecil we've seen in the past, who doesn't have a spot in the like the, who doesn't have a spot on the roster, who ends up getting cut from the roster, then what happens is Seamart replaces Waka in the rotation, and KK just takes uh, a Seamart spot, not in, like, a closer uh, role, but in like a bullpen role. And I think that's the most likely thing to happen. We'll see. Uh, petition, Ben, uh, ban glasses during Pat squinting is required. Squinting is required. Oh my God, I can't even say. Squinting is required. Uh, all in right in the right household. Happiness of New Year's. That's what I'm talking about. Thanks, bro. You know I am the first to tell you if my kids sucked that day. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, 
the beautiful thing about Mr. Hicks and Mr. Carlson in particular is they'll tell you if their kids aren't good. They're coaches. They're smart people. They're amazing. And because of that, we're allowed to have an honest and amazing dialogue. So one more time, as we enter the new year, I'm going to fill my glass with just a little bit more booze. Oh, my God. I got to go do something. I didn't even think about this. Uh, with a little bit more booze, I'm going to raise my glass to Mr. Uh, Jeff Carlson and Mr. Jason Hicks. Uh, to um, you guys, thank you for being in here. Thank you for allowing honest dialogue, uh, true heart fell dialogue. And thank you for being pad people, uh, even if you don't want to be your. And I'm sorry about all the other ridiculous and disgusting conversation that happens during the course of pad. I respect both of you more than that. Uh, but thank you for being in here regularly, especially you, Mr. Hicks. You've been here from the beginning. Uh, uh, you are an internet friend, my friend. Uh, so to the Carlson and Hicks family, I raise my glass. How lucky are we? Oh boy, we're an hour and a half into this. All right, so I guess the next thing to do is to once again just dig in to my birth on the Black family. Now, last time I did this, the one person that I forgot was Ben Cerruti. Uh, and it really fucked with me for a couple days. You guys don't understand how smart and talented Ben is. He's a, he just has a, a feel for the analytical side of baseball. And we're lucky to have him part of the family. I just wanted to give one more cap tip to Ben in a very uh, 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 forward manner here. I, I'm, I'm fortunate to converse with Ben. I like Ben a lot. He's smart. He's, he's sophisticated. He, he understands the, the, the dynamics and the minutia of baseball. Uh, so to Ben Cerruti, to Enchil, to Stu Stiles, to Zach Gifford, SEO Cup of Joe, Cards Cards, Dennis, uh, uh, and Tara Wellman and Alex Crisofoli who do chirps. Check that out at the Birds on the Black uh, uh, podcast network. They are amazing. Um, uh, look, the thing about the Birds on the Black community is it's amazing beyond just the people. Uh, Cards Cards in particular is doing the card annals where he's going to get into the history of the St. Louis Cardinals and baseball in St. Louis. Tara and Alex doing chirps is amazing. Stu Styles does the, the game recaps in season. And Shield Nicholas Childress gives the art for that along with Cardinals gifts. Cardinals gifts is something different. We'll get to that later. Uh, uh, again, uh, Zach Gifford, hopefully he'll write more, but to be a part of Birds on the Black is amazing. STL Cup of Joe will always be a part of Birds on the Black in my book. His amazing son, uh, uh, Jaden, who has been fun to watch, uh, work through some issues to be an amazing young and fun kid uh, uh, to Joe's family. But to my Birds on the Black family, I raise my glass. Uh, I'm thankful. I am so thankful to be a part of it. To Birds on the Black, I raise my glass. Go to the goddamn gift shop and buy some goddamn shit. I like that I keep looking at M. Wright, 92, and his his pun with the all his right in the right household. It just makes me laugh every time. Uh, thoughts on the September roster being capped at 28? I hate it. I want there to be as many people as possible up in September as possible. Uh, I want there to be 40 people, and I hate it. I like that there's going to be 26 people on the regular season roster all the way to September, but I think 28 is a low bar number that just stops kids from getting paid. It's all about just not paying kids. That's all that that is. Don't let anyone fool you. It's fucking bullshit, and it's fucking terrible. Uh, Victoria, oh, Victoria, you're the best. Thank you so much for everything, Kyle. No, Victoria, thank you. Uh, and then one more time, and we're an hour and a half into this, which is pretty fantastic. Uh, I want to raise my glass to the Birds on the Black and the Prospects After Dark community, to Cardinals Twitter. Uh, uh, Happy New Year, everyone, as we enter the 2020 Cardinal season. Even though it hasn't been the most aggressive offseason, 
Let's all be really happy with the fact that we had a 2019 playoff team and a 2020 team that, even with the loss of Marcelo Zuna, is still poised to be a playoff team in 2020. Uh, happy Mexican New Year, everyone, as Cardinals Gift says. But more importantly, as Cardinals Gift says, Happy Mexican New Year. I can't raise my glass high enough or take a big enough drink uh, to tell you how grateful I am to have Cardinals Gifts as a friend in my life. Uh, who provides me with all of this and tells me to do this and pushes me to do this. And uh, I don't know, man. It's like having a best friend that you've never met that uh, uh, just gets you. So to Cardinals Gifts, to all of my pad people, all my birds on the black people, including Ben Cerruti. Ben, I'm sorry for excluding you last time. Check out Prospects Live's Matt Thompson. Check out Jim Cromer and myself uh, doing uh, a bow ties and bullshit on Wednesday. I'm not sure if we'll do it this Wednesday. Uh, uh, blind homer must take a big old gulp this year together. That's right. Cards gifts. I promise. Uh, blind homer says raise a glass to cards fans in general. I agree. This goes to birds on the black people, pad people and Cardinals fans in general. I raise my glass. Very smart thinking the blind homer. And that's it. That is the last prospects after dark. Of 2019, unless we do one on Wednesday or on Tuesday night, if Ashley lets me, uh, or if I even want to, like I try to blame it on someone else. It's not the case. I probably won't want to do it. Um, but more than likely, that's our last prospects after dark of 2019. Uh, here's to a successful 2019 uh, uh, from from every. Hell, oh, Farmavala uh, says Helsley given a real shot at starting. No, no, he's probably going to be a fake one. He's probably going to pitch out of the bullpen, uh, but he's going to be dynamic out of the bullpen. Uh, uh, BJ, uh, BJ uh, Brittingham says, just popping in to say hi. We'll listen in Seattle traffic tomorrow. Uh, from my Pack Northwest pad people, uh, uh, again, probably our last prospects after dark of 2019. Uh, uh, thank you so much for being a part of this. I enjoy doing this whenever it happens. I, I have a whole thing that leads up to it that makes it tough for me to do, but I love doing it when we're doing it. Thank you so much to all my birds on the black people, all my pad people, uh, all Cardinal fans. If you're listening to this, you're part of the resistance. Uh, I'm grateful to have the audience. Hopefully in 2020, we are on to bigger and better things. Uh, and as always, family, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, uh, Happy Hanukkah. And if you're listening to this, you're part of the resistance and Happy New Year. And as always, no reason to not do some happy hunting as we enter 2020. So happy 